I was able to meet Becca, my love of my life. And I knew that this was the woman I wanted to marry, but I still had this porn problem. And I said, well, I'm getting married. I don't need porn anymore. And so I'm just going to stop. And I said, three months before we get married, I'm going to quit watching. And then I said, two months before we get married, I'm going to quit watching. One month before we get married, one week. And then it's the night before our wedding and I can't stop. And I look up porn on the night of our wedding. I couldn't even have sex because my mind had been so trained to look at that screen. And I had to tell Becca that I'm sorry, I love you, but I have this porn problem. I can't even perform tonight. Has your marriage been shattered by sexual betrayal? Are you wondering if it's possible to save your marriage or even if you want to? Your story matters and there is hope for your marriage through Christ Jesus. Welcome to Beyond Broken Vows podcast. I'm Johnny. I'm Emily. And friends, we've been where you are. Our marriage vows were shattered by adultery fueled by pornography. But through a commitment to recovery, our faith in God, and our hope for redemption, we set out on a journey of healing. Now our marriage is better than we ever could have imagined, and we give God all the glory. On our show, we'll talk through difficult topics, infidelity, porn addiction, recovery, and more. So if you're ready to move from pain-filled todays into hope-filled tomorrows, Grab your favorite beverage and spend a little time with us. Marriage is redeemed. Hearts renewed. On Beyond Broken Vows podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond Broken Vows podcast. Emily and I had the opportunity to interview a wonderful couple, Emmanuel and Becca Garino, and we want to share our conversation with you today. Emmanuel had it all on the outside a college graduate, a great job, money, some fame, and a beautiful wife, but on the inside he was broken. He was suffering from a porn addiction that started when he was 15 years old. Although he tried to keep it a secret, this addiction had reared its ugly head numerous times in his marriage. It all came to a head when during COVID he struggled with porn-induced ED with his wife. He tried to blame this problem on his wife and shift the blame. However, deep down inside, Emmanuel knew that he had a problem and he needed to get it handled. Emmanuel prayed to God and asked for direction. And when he did, the Lord gave him a message that was clear and concise. Go to Becca and ask for help. Emmanuel knew what he needed to do and he asked for that help. When he did, Becca was there for him and they started to work through this together. Emmanuel has found freedom from porn use, and he and his wife Becca have dedicated their lives to create the nonprofit Team Vulnerable, which helps other couples overcome porn use as a team using love, understanding, accountability, and vulnerability. They have helped over 250 couples in 22 different countries this year alone with their free course, and they are working towards getting that course into a thousand couples' hands by the end of this year. Emmanuel is passionate about spreading this message of hope challenging people's beliefs on porn and the effects it has, explaining why your spouse is the most effective accountability partner possible, and sharing how porn is not actually the problem. It's just being used as a pain reliever for things left unaddressed from your past. So stick around and listen in to our conversation with the Garinos. Okay, Emmanuel and Becca, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited to hear your story 
And I just want to open it up to you, Emmanuel, and let us know what you want to tell us about your journey. And we will definitely be digging into that a little deeper as you speak, but I'm just going to go ahead and give you the floor. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for just having us on. It's just a pleasure to be here and excited to jump in and just share our stories of the ups and downs and everything in between. You know, for me, my story started when I was about 15, got handed that first iPhone. And I remember my dad said, can I trust you with this? And I said, uh, sure. And he said, okay, sounds good. And he's walking out the door and the door is about three fourths the way closed. And, you know, I'm looking up porn before even, you know, the door finally shuts. And um, at that time in high school, you know, it felt very in control, you know, just felt very exploratory. I'm a young man. I'm I'm just, you know, figuring all this stuff out. But once I got to college, you know, things kind of took a dark turn where, you know, I was the high school star athlete and now I was living in my parents' basement with no job. I was a community college dropout. And I was just, I didn't have that direction. You know, like I said, things just started getting more and more dark. And, you know, that porn use that was just kind of experimental here and there, now turned into an everyday thing. And it just became more extreme, more extreme. And I remember during that time wanting to quit and, you know, just giving it some valiant efforts. I remember one time I took my phone and I smashed it and I said, that's it. I'm done with this thing. And then literally the next day I find a way to look up porn. I remember my dad talking to me, helping me out uh, with a lot of things going on in my life. And I was able to turn a lot of things around on the business side And shortly after, I was able to meet Becca, my love of my life, and I knew that this was the woman I wanted to marry, but I still had this porn problem. And I said, well, I'm getting married. I don't need porn anymore. And so I'm just going to stop. And I said, three months before we get married, I'm going to quit watching. And then I said, two months before we get married, I'm going to quit watching. One month before we get married, one week. And then it's the night before our wedding and I can't stop. And I look up porn on the night of our wedding. I remember we went back to the honeymoon suite and I couldn't even have sex because my mind had been so trained to look at that screen. And I had to tell Becca that I'm sorry, I love you, but I have this porn problem and it's the reason why I can't even perform tonight. That was an incredibly, incredibly hard thing to go through in that moment. And I remember Becca took that information as best she could but it was very difficult. And really in that time, I said, Becca, I have this porn problem, but I didn't say I wanted to fix it. I just said, I'm sorry. And for the next three years of our marriage, we really just swept this thing under the rug. And we said, let's just pretend like it doesn't exist. And I would keep looking up stuff. She would pretend it wasn't an issue. And on the inside, you know, I was just getting angrier. I was getting more paranoid. I was just getting deeper and deeper into this addiction until things really came to a head when early on in COVID, I remember one night, you know, I had maybe a bottle or two of wine, a couple of weed gummies. I, you know, um, <laughs> I was planning on going to look up porn that night. And Becca said, you know, essentially, do you want to have sex tonight? This is how screwed up my mind was. I actually was upset with her that she wanted to have sex because I wanted to go look up porn. And so I begrudgingly said, fine, you know, whatever. We go to the bedroom and trying to get things going. It's not quite working. The ED is flaring up and trying to get things going and it's not working. And then eventually I just say, you know what, Becca, you're the problem. You're the issue. You're the reason why, you know, I I can't get going and, and you're the problem here. 
And I storm out of the room and she's crying. And I go to our living room and I just sit down on the couch and I just put my hands on my head and I just start to cry. And in that moment, I just cried out to God. And I just said, Lord, what do I need to do? Help me. I need help. What do I need to do? And in that moment, I felt the Lord put on my heart. He just said, go to Becca and ask for help. And I said, <laughs> God, that's the last thing I, I need to be doing. That's the absolute worst. You know, I, I can't do that. And he just kept putting that on my heart and just kept saying that. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And so I walked back into the room and I said, Becca, I have a problem. I've tried to stop. I can't do this on my own. And I love you more than this problem, but I cannot defeat this on my own. I need your help. And I can't make this through on my own. So will you help me in this journey to overcome this? And to my surprise, she said, yes. Now, during this initial phase, it was very difficult because we didn't know what to do. We looked up different resources. We felt very alone. We felt that, you know, should we talk about all the things that I've looked up? Uh, what should and shouldn't I share? Is willpower the answer to overcoming this? You know, why am I like this in the first place? Why do I have this problem and other people don't? And we didn't quite know what to do. But one of the things we found out in this period was addiction dies in the light. It dies in the light. It cannot survive when it's put out into that sunlight and that truth in the light hits it. But during this phase, I got a lot better, but I wasn't all the way quite better. You know, I, I still um, had those same urges to look up porn, but we had put porn blockers on my phone. Beck and I were communicating more. So I was really trying to quit. I wasn't looking up hardcore porn, but from time to time, I would still mess up here and there. Now, flash forward, our world just completely turns upside down out of nowhere. My father, who was the CEO of the company that we were working at, he dies very suddenly out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, I'm the CEO of the company. And I'm in charge of this $10, $12 million company with 40 employees. I remember sitting at the funeral, looking out at all the people that came to my father's funeral. And I said, you know, my dad, he ran his race in life. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. But as I was about to step into his former role, I said, is this what God has laid out for me? Is this the plan that he wants me to do? And I realized that God was saying, no, this isn't. Walk away and come follow me. During that season, we pray to the Lord and we say, okay, God, you want us to walk away and follow you. Well, what do you want us to do? Tell us what you want us to do first, and then we'll come and follow you. You know, just tell, and, and then we'll, we'll kind of weigh the options. And the Lord would not tell us, but he, he just kept putting that on heart, walk away and follow me. And so eventually Beck and I just said, okay, we got to do this. And so we walked away. And about two weeks later, Beck and I are sitting at dinner and we're going, I know exactly what God wants us to do. God wants us to help married couples overcome porn use as a team. And that was a really, really cool moment. And that was also a very scary moment because as I mentioned, I had gotten a lot better from where I was, but I was still struggling with this in some aspects. And I was going, are you, are you sure, God? Are, are you are you 100% sure? You know, do, Am I hearing you right? Do I need to change the station? Do, am I getting that message clear? A few days later, I remember the Lord... I was working out and it felt like a lightning bolt hit me out of the sky and I fell to my knees and I just felt the Lord saying, raise up an army to fight this evil power. And in that moment, I realized that it wasn't that Becca and I were qualified. We're not doctors. We're not psychologists. We're not whatever. It's not that we are qualified, but if we are called to do this and if the Lord calls you to do something, you do it 
Otherwise, just like Jonah, he'll send a fish. He'll he'll come eat you and spit you out in Nineveh. Like you're going there one way or the other. It's just you get the choice if you want to go on a fish or not. And so Beck and I said, okay. And so we started to research everything there was out there on porn addiction and sex addiction and just how evil this industry really is. And then what we did was we made a course on how to overcome this as a team. And at first, we were getting a couple people reaching out a little bit here and there, but nothing really. And then all of a sudden, you know, our, our battle cry was just, if this can help one married couple, then this was all worth it to walk away from everything to, you know, leave that all there. And we got a call from a gentleman, I'll change his name for uh, his sake there, but we'll call him Sean. This gentleman, Sean, gives us a call and says, I just watched your video titled, How to Tell Your Spouse You Watch Porn and You Need Help. I thought the next words out of his mouth were going to be like, I'm going to come, where do you live? I'm going to come to your house and kill you, you know, because you just ruined everything or whatever. And that wasn't what he said. Thank goodness. He said, I just want to say thank you. I've been struggling with this for 20 years. And I finally have had the courage to bring this up to my wife. And now we're working through this together as a team. And I just wanted to say thank you for helping us through this time. And that was a really, really cool thing to experience that first person of going, wow, you know, this is actually working because from the time that we said, all right, we need to research this to that was about a year. And so in that whole year, we're going, I hope that that was God we were listening to. I hope that you just started to slowly see that. And after that, we started to see a few more people, a few more people. But the first person that officially got our course was a gentleman named David. And I'll let Becca talk after this, uh, this quick story right here. But the first gentleman who got our course, his name was David. And at first we were charging, I want to say it was like two or three grand for the course. It's a 12 hour course. And I remember I was talking to this gentleman named David and he says, Manny, I'm struggling. You know, I really need help. And I said, David, you know what you need to do? You need to get this course. And he said, well, I just don't have any money. I, I just cannot get the course. You can look at my bank account. I can't do it even if I wanted to. And in that moment, I just felt the Lord put on our heart to say, just tell him to do whatever he can. Whatever he can financially, that's fine. Just tell him to do that. And I said, David, don't worry about it. Just whatever you can do. That's fine. He says, I got 40 bucks. And I said, well, then you got the course. Let's do this thing. That was a cool moment, but I'm getting David signed up for the course. And I go, David, tell me a little bit about yourself. And he goes, well, I'm in the Missouri National Guard and I'm actually staying in the army barracks right now. And I said, pause for a second, pause for a second. David, would you believe it if I told you that the Lord told me to raise up an army to fight this evil power and the very first person to get our course, name is David, God's mighty warrior. You're in the Missouri National Guard and you're in the army barracks. And I said, if that isn't God, I don't know what is. And that was an amazing, amazing God moment that we had. But after David started going through the course and we started seeing the change in his life that he was having, we said, we have the medicine for the sick. Why are we waiting for them to give us, give us the money first and then we'll give you the medicine? Why don't we just give away this medicine and let's let God take care of the rest. Let's not worry about the finances. Let's just worry about helping as many people as we can. And so we made the decision. We said, you know what? Let's become a nonprofit. Let's make everything free. So that way, anyone who is serious about overcoming this can get this course. And what was so cool about that is when we made that decision, all of a sudden, we started seeing people from all over the country and all over the world, for that matter, get started with the course. And right now, in one year's time, essentially, we have, and we're about two students away, but we have almost 300 students, couples who have gotten our course in over 25 different countries. And I'm going, 
wow, wow, God, you are good. How you can take this thing that the devil was planning on using for evil and you can completely turn it on its head and use it for good and how beautiful it is. And Beck and I have seen marriages be saved. We've seen rapes be prevented. We've seen children be able to have their screens protected so that way they're not seeing this filth and this garbage and this evil that's out there. And it's just been an absolutely beautiful, beautiful ride as we've gone through this. But I just talked for a long time. I want to scoot back to Becca's side of her story. And I'll let you take it from anywhere, but maybe maybe from that first wedding night of when this first came to light might be a good good point for you to jump in. Yeah, I'll be uh, much more brief on my side of things. But uh, from my perspective, um, how things went down, you know, on your wedding night, you get told, hey... I've got this porn problem. We can't have sex tonight. Like that's a pretty big blow. Not really how I imagined it for many years, you know, just going, oh, I'm so excited for this. And then it became this um, very tough, tough news and and just going like, oh my gosh, I was just adjusting to the idea of like being married. And now I have a husband who's a porn addict and like, I'm 22 years old. What am I supposed to do with this information? And like Manny said, I kind of made the decision to sweep it under the rug because at that time I was just like, I don't want this to be my story. I don't want this to be um, my identity. Like I'm not willing to say this is happening. And so I just ignored it when at that point I could have helped him much sooner, potentially get get over this. But because I was just... um you know, not willing to deal with it at the time that kind of delayed things. And then those first few years, I really just, um, there was a lot of signs and a lot of things, but I just turned a blind eye and I didn't want to deal with it really. But it was um, really, it was so difficult when he told me a few years later, just being like, this is still a problem. Like this whole time you've been you've been watching porn. I felt so, I just remember the night he told me and like to him, I had this brave face or like, yes, I'm going to help you. And like, we'll work through this. But inside I was just absolutely crushed. And I remember going in the bathroom and I was just looking up, okay, like how to help your spouse with porn addiction. Like what, what do I do here? And I couldn't find any encouragement in that search. It was all like, your husband's a dog. He's terrible. The chances that he's cheating on you is, you know, through the roof. Like he's, he's probably cheating on you. Your divorce is inevitable. That was all that was on there three years ago. I would have loved to found your podcast, you know, three years ago when, when we were going through this, you know, just finding like-minded people who just have that positivity of saying, Hey, we can, we can rebuild this. We can whatever. But at that time there was no encouragement. So I think for me, what, um, what really just kept me going through this whole process was just the idea of this sucks. I don't see a way I don't have a blueprint. I don't have anybody encouraging me. I don't have anybody saying it's possible to recover from this, but I just went, I believe that God can heal this. And for our marriage, this is our, for better or for worse, this is our worst part. And I wouldn't have picked this. I didn't want this to be a part of my story, but I'm going to lean into it and I want to turn it around. And 
because I made that decision to stick by Manny through this and have all those challenging times, it's been such a blessing to be able to then help so many couples just see that hope. Because I think you have to believe that it's possible before you can make it happen in your relationship. You have to believe we can get through this. It can be better. We can have a more fulfilling and connected relationship. And so, yeah, it it was the hardest thing in my life. But I think about it every day, just how glad I am that I decided to stick with him and just be able to give hope to more people that, you know, you can find healing from this. So, Absolutely. Just, yes. My perspective. But that's so great, Becca. I understand exactly how you feel. I did not want this to be part of my story either, but we talk about it often on our podcast that this was a gift actually to have this all come out into the light, mm-hmm. come out of the shadows into the light where it can be healed. And so now we are very glad that God is using our story, which is his story to help other people as well. So we're really glad that this is also your story and that you guys um, had the courage to do this together. We're very excited for the work that you're doing and the people that you're helping. And uh, it's been a blessing to hear your story. I just wanted to ask you, Becca, how did you come to terms to want to help Manny with his porn problem? What, what was it that turned the corner for you? Yeah, um, that's a good question. For me, there wasn't really a, there wasn't really another option in my mind. I I don't know. Like, I just thought back to our vows, like all the time, really, of just going like, this is the for worst part. And it's just like, there may be something down the road that I struggle with. Or like, what if the roles were reversed and I was really struggling with something? It's like, what I want him to stand by me. Like, if I had some struggle and just thinking about Jesus and how he loves us. And, and, you know, it's like, we make mistakes constantly, but he's just that unfailing love that he has for us. And it's just like, I'm not going to do it perfect, but I'm going to try my darndest to be there for Manny in this. And it's, you know, it just really felt like it wasn't an option of like, I never felt like, oh, I'm going to turn away from him. But we talked to so many people and when they do have those feelings, it's like, I get it so much because it's so hurtful and the the betrayal and just feeling like I'm not good enough. You wanted somebody else, like all, all the things that come along with, um, you know, your husband struggling with porn. It's, it's all very real. I don't know. I think the, the biggest thing that helped me almost was hearing the statistics of how many people are struggling with this because when I first was dealing with it, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm alone. I'm the only one who has a husband who's struggling with this. And it's like, you know, that's not true. But like seeing the statistics of how huge this problem is, just not not even on a, to our vows or whatever, but just the idea of, okay, you know, at some point in your mind, you're like, okay, well, I should just find somebody different. You know, maybe you think that like, oh, I should just find something different. It's like, the majority of people are struggling with this. So chances are when you find a new person, there's a good chance that they're struggling with this too. And so it changed my mindset from it being about me and my story and how I feel to like, this is such a massive issue that it's like, I want to step into God's plan and 
help other people um, recover from this. And it's just like, you know, we say talk about this in our course, but just the idea of how many people used to smoke cigarettes and then it came out the negative side effects and all the things that were bad. And so many people quit and it's way less percentage. It's still a lot of people, but way less percentage. And it's like, I want that to happen with porn, but sorry, I'm rambling here. But I, once I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone in this. This is such a big issue that really helped. And also just knowing that, especially with our, our generation, it was just like, oh my gosh, it's the vast majority of people. I had boyfriends when I was in high school telling me that they were addicted to porn. And it's just like, wow, this is so, so pervasive. And I want to be on the side of fighting this instead of running from it and trying to find, you know, that small percentage of people who aren't struggling with this because that's not actually an easier solution than sticking with my husband and working through this together. So long-winded, but there you go. Takes a lot of courage though. Thank you. Absolutely. So Emmanuel, I do have a question for you. As I was listening to you tell your story, I heard you mention that you got a, a big time warp jump, so to speak, into, okay, I'm going to stop because I told Becca, but it hadn't completely gone away. So my question for you is, is twofold. First of all, have you been able to put that away completely? Then second of all, what do you find to be your most successful method for keeping it out of your mind and out of your life and out of your marriage? An excellent question. When I got a lot better, I said, all right, I'm going to start to try try to quit, or I was in the process of quitting. And that's very tough because when you're trying to quit, you can go back. You can have withdrawals. You can say, well, I don't have to feel these withdrawals because I can go back. And so I was struggling and I was going, oh, I want to quit. I want to quit. And when I finally made that decision, and I remember I called Becca, I was in a hotel, I was at a conference and I just said, Becca, I can't go out and, and help other people. If I'm struggling with this, I need to take this thing seriously. I need to be done with this thing. And I'm done for good. I have quit. I am never going back is that final decision. It's not, I'm trying It's No, I'm done forever. And one of the things that helped me go and, and just stay along on this path was thinking about all the other couples out there where if we could do this, if we could make it through this, how many other people we could help. And each time we see somebody sign up for the course and each time they sign up for their momentum call and we get to talk to them, it's just that further reinforcement of, wow, we're not alone. And <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, when you get somebody signing up from Madagascar or Trinidad and Tobago or France or, you know, Ukraine or wherever, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, and you just think about this of just, I'm just a guy who said, hey, I want to stand up to this. And Becca was strong enough to say, you know what, we can do this together. And just our hope helping somebody else and they're helping somebody else. And that's what's been one of the coolest things is, you know, we had a student sign up in Canada and then he told his friend. And then we do a weekly call and he's talking to this guy in California and he's helping him. And then we get another guy and it's like, wow, God is so good. So that's a, a long uh, story short there. Yes. Um, not only has it been, I'm not watching porn, my spirit now, I back and I literally were talking about this the other day. It is freedom. And just jumping on a podcast, I have to think back of like, oh yeah, I used to be, I used to be addicted to this thing. That used to be a wow, that, okay, what was it like? Because it is like another life that I lived. It was another life. 
but it's so far in the past now. And now we're living in the future and looking towards the future. Sometimes it's hard even to believe that that was a thing. And so some of the things that have helped absolutely the most by far and away, the number one thing is getting my teammate and I on the same page, right? Mm -hmm. Going through this thing together. There's absolutely no way I could have done this alone. And I had tried the accountability partners and accountability partners are great. But sometimes you talk to an accountability partner and you tell them I, you looked up porn and then they go to give you a high five and they're like, oh, no, wait, sorry, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to uh, be mad at you for that. That's not the same when you're talking to your wife and you say, hey, I'm sorry, I messed up and I need help and all these things. So your spouse is your ultimate accountability partner. Bar none, there is no one there that is more invested in your life than your spouse and that's why we're so passionate about going through it together and not putting this thing away and, and not having them there. The second most helpful thing, I have Covenant Eyes on all my devices. So Covenant Eyes, for those who aren't familiar, uh, it's an excellent resource. It is a software that you put on your computer, your phone, all your devices, and it blocks you from going to bad sites. But way more important than that, it keeps tabs on all the places that you went. So even if you work around the blocker, Manny, I was able to work around the blocker. Well, guess what? When your teammate gets that report and they see that you went to one, two, three weird, bad website that you weren't supposed to .com, you're going to have to have that conversation. So that's going to stop you. And then you can go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why am I looking at porn in the first place? And that's one of the biggest things that people don't understand. They think it's this willpower thing. They think it's this whatever. Your problem, if you're struggling with porn right now and you're listening to this, your problem isn't with porn. There's something going on inside that's saying, I don't like the way that this is feeling. I don't want to feel this way anymore. What's a quick fix? And your drug of choice is porn or it is cheating or it is whatever. And when I finally took the time to handle what was going on inside, I had an incredibly low self-esteem and imposter syndrome. We were millionaires by the time we were 27, 28. But every time we would have more success, I felt like more of an imposter. And on top of that, I had a scarcity mindset. I said, well, if I just get more money, then I'll feel better. I need more now. And then I'll feel better. And just the more I got, the more I became worried about, I'm going to lose it all. And so once I handled those things going on inside, I no longer had those same urges to look at porn. And so one of the other crazy things about it is literally, and Becca saw this, and Becca has been the beneficiary of this. I lost 40 pounds after I handled those emotional issues going on inside. And it was like, what the heck even happened? It's like, well, I don't have the same urges to eat food the way I used to. I don't smoke weed anymore. That's that's a gone forever too. Like that, that's not a here nor there. Not a little bit. So, no, that's gone. In beers, instead of having seven, I'm having one or two. And so handling what's going on inside, blocking the access and getting your teammate on board. If you could do those three things, phew, Life becomes so much easier. And the one phrase I always used to utter to Becca, it was about 40 days in, I just said, I can't believe how easy this is. I can't believe that I waited 15 years to handle this thing when I could have handled it in 30, 40 days. And it's tough for a little bit. It is. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I'm not going to say it's easy. It's hard, but it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. And so, yes, not only have I been able to not look at porn, do all these things, but just having that freedom, having that peace has just been incredible. And then Beck and I's intimate love life and just everything that goes along with that. It's just been an incredible blessing. Absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you. Does that answer all our questions? I think so. I mean, that was very thorough. I, I was going to say, was it worth it? And you already told us, yes, it's <laughs> worth it. And we agree. It really is worth it. It's hard. It's, mm -hmm. it's a very, very difficult journey and it's not fun. 
but it definitely is worth it and it can be done. And it's good to hear another couple with a story like this and that you are actually not just helping yourselves through it, but helping others all around the world. So we're very excited to have you on here today to share that with our audience. And we're excited to get that word out. And so Emmanuel, tell us how they can contact you. Best way to reach out to us, go to teamvulnerable.com, teamvulnerable.com. On our website, we have our course. It is 100% free. 100% free. Do not let cost get in the way. Do not let time get in the way. You're already binging shows. You're already watching porn. So since you're not watching that anymore, you got time for the course. There is no excuse. You got so much to gain from this. And I'm telling you, just like we talked about it, yes, it can be difficult, but it is absolutely worth it. And you can have freedom. You do not have to live a life where you are a slave to this. You can have freedom and you can inspire so many people. When you sign up for that course, that inspires us. We make a video that inspires somebody else. It changes the world. You can save marriages, prevent rapes, save children from seeing things that they should absolutely not be seeing just by standing up to this problem. You can make a difference. And I'll tell you what, that was one of the biggest things Beck and I would always just talk about is, you know, hey, one day we're going to die. You know, my dad died out of nowhere and it's like he ran his race. I go, when I go up to heaven, I want to be able to have that feeling of God going, good job, good and faithful servant. And so this is our journey. This is what it was. This is not what Beck and I were hoping for. We were hoping to stay in real estate and just make millions and millions of dollars and live in a mansion one day and, you know, all that fun stuff. But but this is better. This is so much better. This, this is, better. is so much better. <laughs> it is the greatest gift to be able to be a part of this. And it's just been so amazing going through this with Becca. So thank you for having us on. And thank you for letting us share this message. Teamvulnerable.com. Get the course. It's free. Go through it. Reach out to us if you need anything. We are here for you. And all you got to do is take that one step. Get the course. Have that conversation. Set up your call with us one step at a time. Teamvulnerable.com. Thank you guys again. Manny and Becca, I just wanted to tell you that we really celebrate what you're doing, mm-hmm. not just the action that you've taken to help others do this, but what you have done for yourselves and for your marriage and for your kids to come, that you've done it at a point in your life relatively soon that you don't get into your 50s and have this problem and try to figure out whether my entire life was a lie. You're heading this off in the very beginning. Doing what you did is extremely strong and vulnerable, Manny. Becca, to be able to receive it with such grace as you tell us, that's brave. That takes a bravery that most are not willing to walk. And I've heard it said on many occasions, if you want to see things other people don't see, you have to go and do things other people Mm. won't do. It's in the extraordinary that we find the extraordinary. And so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for all that you two have done so far. We will continue to have you on our prayer list for success in the future that as you do this, that you will be an ally. Mm -hmm. Emily and I, we pray regularly that God uses our podcast as a conduit to the world. And if we're just one voice Mm -hmm. among many, then we will be the one voice among many but we're grateful that he has chosen us to tell our story. Thank you again so much for being here. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. So until next time, Marriage is Redeemed, Hearts Renewed, on Beyond Broken Vows podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. And before you go, if this podcast has encouraged you and you're feeling some hope for today, 
Please share this show with someone else you know who is going through a similar situation and needs to know that they're not alone. One of the best ways you can help us reach more people is to leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. And as always, we would love to hear questions from you that we can answer on our midweek show. Just email us at support at beyondbrokenvows.com. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.